0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Hannah Briel. On today's show, we have Megan Merlino, the general manager of Pale Horse CrossFit. Megan moved here last year from New York, and while she was originally reluctant to move, Megan's home gym shut down, so she packed her bags and moved down here with her family. Megan is a competitive CrossFitter. She moved here for a change, and she definitely got one, and now she runs the show at Pale Horse. As always, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. Today, I am joined by Megan Merlino, the general manager of Pale Horse CrossFit here in Charleston. Welcome, Megan. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yes, excited to have you. Yes. So the last year of your life has, I would say, like dramatically changed, yes. right? Yeah, it's tell been me, Yeah, tell me about what that has looked like for you. Okay. Um big question.
1: Yes, <laughs> big question. All right. So, uh basically I moved to Charleston on a whim. Didn't know what was here for me, uh didn't have a job lined up. Um, you know, kind of just moved here for a lifestyle change. And so I started at a new gym and I've been doing CrossFit for 7 years. So, Really just like classic CrossFit is what I gear myself toward. So, uh, yeah, I came, started at Rhapsody, loved it. Um, but then uh, two months later, moved to Pale Horse CrossFit and just started to be a member there, really. Um, started as a member, really just started to get a feel for the workouts, which I loved, and um, then I inquired about being a coach. Uh, coaching is something that I've done for... Five plus years, a little over five years now. And it's been like 100% my passion ever since I started it. Uh, there's never been a time or class that I've hated coaching, you know, even the early mornings, like I just, I live for it. Um, so yeah, really loved the opportunity that I got to coach there and did that for a little while. And then, uh, very shortly after hey, do you want to run the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened very shortly after. Um, Cal, I heard, uh, when that Cal was leaving the, you know, previous manager of Pale Horse. And I was like, wow, you know, that's, that's very sudden. I had asked, you know, do they have a manager lined up? They said, we have a few prospective managers. Um, but you know, yeah, we're still looking. So I was like, okay, you know, that's something that I'd really love to do. So I had put interest out there. And yeah, pretty much, I got asked to do that, and I of course jumped on that because I thought that was an amazing opportunity. And like I said, CrossFit is something that I have such a big passion for, so I thought that was just you know the end all be all um, great career. So did that, and yeah, here I am now as the manager.
0: So you moved to Charleston for a change, and you definitely got one—got a huge one. Where did yeah. you move from? Uh, New York. So, what you said you moved here for a lifestyle change? Like, what is
1: that? What does that look like? Why? So, I mean, obviously, COVID hit. Yes. Everything was <laughs> <I forgot about laughs> that, that happened. Yes, <laughs> that was huge. Um, I feel like New York got hit hard. Um, you know, Cuomo and just there was a lot there. All all the lockdowns, all the restrictions. You couldn't do anything, you know, Um, gyms were locked down. All the businesses were failing. It was really hard to like look at. And this was something that my family had known that they wanted to do. They knew that they wanted to move somewhere. And I was reluctant to, I was like, okay, like you guys go, I'm going to stay in New York. And it was one of those things where just watching COVID affect everything around me really uh, hit home for me. And I said, well, why am I going to stay here? So, I was like, okay, like, I'll pack my bags with you guys and just go. I had never visited Charleston prior.
0: Never been here at never all. Never
1: been. When they asked me to come visit with them and see if I liked it, I said no every single time. Oh, why? Yeah. <laughs> because I was uh, just obsessed with everything going on for me there. Um, I was also a personal trainer and CrossFit coach there. And the gym that I had there was amazing. Uh it was OSA Fitness, and it was probably one of the most amazing places I've ever been in my life. And I was really sad because because of COVID, it had to shut down. Oh, no, like fully, like, yeah, like full-blown <sighs> shutdown. Um, so that was really hard on me, and I think that's when I started to be a little bit more open to moving because, um, like, that was literally my heart and soul. And so then they were like, all right, like if you can, if you want to do this, like, you know, start packing your bags, like we'll do this. And I think when I saw them start to really pack their bags and like the house had sold, I was like, I went into kind of like holy shit mode. And I was like, okay, like, um, sorry, my heart's a curse. You're fine. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. Um, so then I was like, okay, like, I guess we're doing this. And so I moved. Um, just like that with them both. And it was crazy. So we got here and immediately, like as soon as I got here, uh, I loved it. You know, um, our house wasn't built yet. I didn't have any, like I said, I didn't have any job lined up. I didn't have an apartment lined up. So like everything was up in the air. And, um, so our house hadn't been built yet. And so we were staying downtown um at like a rental property and just I think being downtown you got to experience a lot so got to really you know take in the full Charleston experience and it was really cool and I think that really gave me a good taste for it and uh made me fall in love with it and then we moved to Somerville and um still in Somerville currently and I love it um that gives me a pretty good commute to uh, Pale Horse. Yeah, for running. sure. Good half hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much what happened, how I, how I got here. So it was like, it
0: was your parents, like your family moved.
1: Yeah, whole family. Um, brother, too. Brother was already, he's the one that gave him the idea. He was in North Carolina looking to move to South Carolina. And he said, why don't you guys look to retire in Charleston? Like, there's nothing bad about it. And then they tried it out, and they were like, "You're right, you're
0: right, we love it." Yeah.
1: And then my other brother is actually moving here this week. Oh wow! Oh, exciting! Literally bringing everybody, the entire fam.
0: I feel like that's how it happens. Yeah. My my parents also just moved here, and my best friends just moved here. It's like you know, probably contributing to the traffic problem. But exactly, you (laughs) gotta build your arm, which is already a problem.
1: Yeah, exactly. So
0: in New York, you had a gym that was like your place, like your family, your home, and right. When that was still open, it was like, well, why would I leave? Exactly. and then it closed, and then you, you, had to, you had to do something.
1: Right, exactly. That was literally... That was my heart and soul right there. And that was the thing that was really anchoring me down there. Um, I had a full-blown... I had a CrossFit team, so I started to be competitive there. Met my uh, coach there, and mentor and friend. He was really such a great guy, everything to me. And so, uh, yeah, I think meeting him and then he developed this team called Dark Horse, which is kind of iconic. Mm -hmm. Um, he developed this team and that was kind of like just a huge deal for me. Um, you know, we became really competitive. We qualified for, uh, and then Mac, uh, elite, And that was a big deal. Unfortunately, we weren't able to go to Mac because, uh, of COVID, but we were starting to really like get somewhere and build something that was really good. Um, and so that was awesome. And then also I was able to coach there and I was coaching there a lot, um, which gave me, you know, a lot of hours and work. And, um, I was also personal training on the side. So your whole day was there, my whole day, yeah, was there and, you know, um, it was great. There was nothing I, w- I would have changed about it. So, again, that's why I wanted to stay. Mm-hmm. But I think that the opportunity to come here and the big change, uh, I would change it for the world.
0: Is that where you started CrossFit?
1: No. Uh, I started CrossFit, uh, I have been to, I think, five gyms at this point. So, quite a few. Um, I started CrossFit at somewhere called Poughkeepsie CrossFit. And then moved along to uh, Warlock CrossFit, and then CrossFit 845, and then OSA, and now Pale Horse. So, yeah, that's five. Yeah, you've been, yeah. And Rhapsody. Yeah. So, you want to count that six. Yeah, Yeah. true. Yeah.
0: So, tell me about your experience with CrossFit. Because, like, I know you said before, your goal was always to be competitive.
1: You started CrossFit seven years ago? Seven years ago, yeah. Um, So, my goal now, uh, probably the same. It just took a little bit of a, a break a little bit of um, a break there because of COVID. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I think, just like everybody else, we were kind of like, what is the next step? How long is COVID going to last? How long are all these competitions going to be shut down for? Um, so I kind of took a break. I said to myself, well, this could be nice. I've been kind of wrecking my body for the past two years. So maybe let's just take a step back and... Um, I actually the first job that I was doing when I first came down here was insurance so it was a desk job so I wasn't doing anything fitness related I was sitting at a desk and had these crazy hours to the point where um, on top of coaching just coaching Mm -hmm. I was like well you don't really have time to work out so I was just kind of going to the gym maybe for an hour every day and getting something in. So not my normal routine So at all. different than your normal routine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So different. And I think I hated it. So I was like, that needs to change. So then I was like, all right, um, let's get back into the swing of things. So I want to say I just started training hard again maybe two months ago. Uh, and I've already progressed, which is great. Yes. <laughs> But, yeah, the goal is to get back into competition mode and enter these sanctionals when they open back up and uh, all that for sure. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. What is it about being competitive? Like, what made you want to have that goal?
1: I think just getting a a taste of it. Um, Because I I always loved it recreationally. It was always great. But I was like, you know, I had people tell me, Meg, like, you're pretty good. <laughs> you're
0: pretty thick. <fit>. <laughs> like
1: you're you're all right at this. Like you could probably make it pretty far if you really put your heart and soul into it. And I was like, yeah, you know, like maybe. Um, you know, I don't think I ever really believed him for a long time. Uh and then I started to go more and more and more and put more time into it, and then I was like, you know, I, I am making a lot of progress, maybe this is like a feasible thing. So then I said, you know what? Let's do this. Let's make a goal. So that's when I went to OSA. And I met Gary, my coach. Gary. Gary. (laughs) Gary's the MVP. Yes, the man. Uh, So I met him, and uh, he sold me. Uh, He is a three-time regional athlete, and I think just his mentality, honestly. um, There's something about it. So you meet a lot of CrossFitters, and they're like really physically fit and you know like really talented. Gary is very physically fit, but I think what separates him from a lot of people is his mentality and his fortitude and like the fact that he can do a workout and blackout Ooh. every single time. There will literally be drool flying from one end of the gym to the other and like he just puts everything out there. Every single workout I've never seen him quit a workout. I've never seen him even think about it, uh, and that is something that like I'll always admire. So, and I've never met anybody like that. So I think seeing that, watching it, and me being somebody who like used to quit workouts because it was too hard and I didn't think I could do it, that put a different like that flipped a different switch in my brain. You know, um, so definitely gave me something to look forward to. And then when he developed the team. Uh, it just created like a different passion because we had this camaraderie that was just like unlike anything I've ever known. So, yeah.
0: Had you always competed team or had you competed individual? Always team. Okay. Yeah. So, like, what is it about, like, how do things change once you decide to be competitive versus just going to CrossFit to be fit and to enjoy it? Like, how does that,
1: how does your mindset change? Um, It's very hard because it becomes something that you have to do. Not something that you're going to do that day because it's just a relief, you know, something to take the edge off your day. Sometimes that is the stressful part of your day is working out because you don't want to. You've already put two and a half hours in every single day of the week and like it's like a job at that point. So you're like, you know, I don't really feel like doing this right now. My body's broken down. I'm sore. It hurts. All I want to do is sleep. But you do it because you have to and because you know that like that day is going to get you somewhere else. You know, it's going to make even just a slight amount of progress. Um, and that's not to say that you shouldn't recover. Obviously you need to listen to your body too, but when it's just your mind telling you that you don't want to do it that day, you know, you just got to do it anyway. Um, so that's really like what changed there from recreation to competitiveness. Um, in terms of like physicality, like physical fitness. I think like it's, I think it's easier in a way to get yourself to work out. Um, I think it gives you a different push because once you're able to do all of these things, it's kind of like, you know, you have a lot of um, moments in cross that I think where you're like, I don't want to do this because I'm not good at it. I don't want to do this because, you know, um, I was awful at it last week there are definitely still those times that happen, but I think to be like more well-rounded gives you that extra edge of confidence where you're like, I don't mind doing this workout anymore because, you know, I have the skill now. And I think that's something that like competition has given me is like that extra bit of confidence, um, to do every single workout.
0: I think that bit of confidence is, is huge. Like I think when you're at the point when, like, you're looking at the workouts that you're supposed to be doing and you're like, I know I can't, I can't do that or I, I have to scale that weight, it's almost like going to the gym gives you even more anxiety. Right, right, exactly. But when you – you know that you can do blank, but also you know that you can do hard things. Right. And you're like, oh, I know I can hit that weight or I know I have this skill. Like, you've already gained it. Like, for me – to get a ring muscle-up was, like, the most terrifying thing. Right. Because we're all f- afraid of failing. But then once you get in so many reps, you're like, I know I can do this. Right. Exactly. It's, it's just – it is different, and I, I feel that for sure. Absolutely. How did you How did you combat, I guess, or deal with the fact that now it was a have-to instead of a get-to? Um, like,
1: I think – I'm going to go back to him. I think Gary, Gary changed, changed that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gary changed that because uh, – he heard me complain a lot and cause like I said, I was there, I was at OSA a lot and he was the owner. Um, so he would hear me be like, I really don't want to do this today. And again, he was my coach and my boss and really everything. So he'd be like, you know, just give me one of those responses where like, okay, Meg, um, don't do it. Yeah. But is that really going to get you better with a straight face on? And it just makes you kind of step back and be like, wow, all right. Do you want to be? Do you want to be that today? Do you want to be like a wuss, you know, or do you want to get after it? Because I know that him and every other elite CrossFitter isn't taking the high road and just you know not working out that day. They're working out that day because they know they have to. Like I said, um, you might not be the most physically fit person, but if you do have that mentality to do it every day, the discipline, you can get there.
0: The discipline. Yeah, I mean, we saw even Matt Fraser. It was like, there. I don't want to do this on a lot of days. Right. right. And it's not because you're lazy. And I'm. I'm glad you mentioned it because I think a lot of people. A lot of people look at someone who's competitive and they're like, "Oh, they they love it. They they do so well at it every day. You're so motivated." But it's right. yeah, it was motivation, but now it's discipline, mm-hmm. and like. You don't always
1: want to do it, but you do it because you do always want to get better. Right. And it's a routine at that point, you know, and you don't want to do anything to mess up the routine. If you take, you know, one day off, that's usually fine. You know, if you have like a set day of the week, Thursdays that you take off, great. But if you take off Thursday and Friday, now your week is messed up. Now what do you do? You know? Um, And, you know, I'll put out there going out on the weekends. Like Mm -hmm. that was never a thing. When we were training as a team, like we're all like, we have to stay home because we know that like like, Sunday was a huge training day for us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, going out on a Friday or Saturday wasn't a thing because we knew that we had to train hard on Sunday. We were literally at the gym for three and a half hours on a Sunday. Um, so yeah, that definitely was a big thing as well. So really when I was there on that team, it was just go to work and work out. And when
0: you have a team, it's,
1: you don't want to let them
0: down, so exactly. like you can't not work out when there's three other people on your team. Right, and it's a lot. I don't even know if it's easier, but it's you have a team of people that you're all not going out together. Exactly, you're all spending time together at the gym. You're, and holding then you're going conflict. to dinner, and then you're going to bed by nine p.m. and then waking up like the going out. You you don't need it anymore because right. you have a social outing. Exactly, and it's almost not even worth it.
1: Right. Well, it's almost like. Sundays became our social outing, you Mm, know, so it was after the workout on Sunday, you know, (laughs) during, obviously we're hanging out as well and, you know, talking here and there between workouts. But after the workout on Sunday, we're like, all right, maybe let's go to breakfast or maybe let's, you know, do something. Let's go to somebody's pool. Mm -hmm. Um, That was basically my whole friend group was that team. Um that, you know, we just revolved around each other. You get super close. Yeah, very close. Um and it was great. Uh and I think that was also something that I had to deal with was parting mm. from that again, I wasn't just leading New York, I was leaving that team, I was leaving that friendship, and a lot of us went separate ways. Uh one of the guys became a weightlifter, so he quit CrossFit.
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> Olympic yeah. or powerlifting? Uh
1: Olympic. Wow, he yeah, really just... Hmm. Yep, so he quit CrossFit. Uh, another girl, um, she found another coach because, you know, Gary took a break. Um, he became a full-time cop when COVID hit and the gym shut down. Oh, okay. All so right. a lot changed. Yeah. Um He became a, became a full-time cop. He stopped programming for all of us, which I think was... The problem with me, because because I lost that programming, and I came here, I was like, what do I do now? So, I lost that, Um, so this other girl, she found somebody else as a coach, Um, I think a lot of people did that, they found other coaches, and then, yeah, and then there was just me, where I still... Um, Gary just started offering programming again and I'm going to do it. You're going to do it? <laughs> yeah. Of course I'm going to do it. So loyal. You know when you have
0: the, your person that's been programming for you forever and you're in this routine you have your people and then all of a sudden everyone is doing something different.
1: Right. And you're like, okay, well now what am I going to do? Right. And this person has seen you grow through mm-hmm. all these years. I started with him I think it's like three years at this point, um, which isn't a great amount of time. You know, it's not all the time in the world, but in retrospect, like that's three years of my CrossFit career, which, you know, is only seven. So it's a big amount of time. Um, And he saw me grow from somebody who couldn't even do, you know, a ring muscle up or a bar muscle up most days to somebody who could string together 20. So saw me grow, watched, like, my mentality grow as well, and, um, I think that's just, he knows how to push me at mm-hmm. this point, you Yeah,
0: know? He knows you, and he knows how to program for you, like, right. he
1: knows what your strengths
0: are, and your weaknesses, and, like you said, where to push you. Exactly. So, you're gonna start that again? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be fun. That'll I'm very be excited, yeah. So, you moved here, like, went to Rhapsody for a little bit, and then mm-hmm. went to Pale Horse, and then now you run the show. Yes. What does that Well, let's go back when I like that you, you won, you started coaching as soon as you could because Mm -hmm. it's something that you love and you also kind of put yourself out there when you heard that they were looking for someone and you were like, well, can you consider me? Right. What were you, what was going through your mind when they were like, Oh, here you go. Do you want it?
1: (laughs) Um, I was pretty blown away. I didn't really know how to take it. It was, it was huge, you know, but Again, it's something that I always wanted to do. Uh, just being a big involvement in a gym in general, whether it's managing it or owning some or owning it, uh, has been my dream for forever. So to get that opportunity, obviously, I had a lot of anxiety about it because I had never had any sort of experience like it. But it was also like a no brainer. Like it was like, of course you're going to do this because.
0: This is the opportunity you wanted. Yes, just exactly. Just expect to get it so soon.
1: Right. This is the opportunity of your lifetime. Like, this is what you wanted. So, um, kind of, I think <laughs> the real big adversity was just how fast it came on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because, like you said, so I, I started member, coach, all of a sudden manager. And, yeah, I'd never done it. So, you know, Cal left pretty quickly after and... I had to learn a lot, had to learn a lot. Yeah.
0: So what are all
1: the things that you do now as manager? Like
0: what's a typical day like?
1: Um, so I have to coach a lot. Um, at this point, uh, I think I'm coaching seven definite classes a week, but it's a lot more now because all the part-time coaches that we have, Mm -hmm. um, so, coaching for sure, and I think just being there for a lot of extra stuff that you don't really um, expect in the beginning, and then scheduling, so I have to schedule all the other hours that the coaches are um, teaching, and then I take care of programming, which is a big thing. Another job. In yes. of itself. <laughs> <laughs> a big thing for sure. Um, and then payroll and all, like, the nitty-gritty stuff, um, you know, cleaning, everything. Everything. Everything.
0: Was there any point that you looked at all this and you were like, oh, shit, that's a
1: lot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I still do. I still do. Um, but I would never change it. I love everything about it. Um, you know, I think... The biggest thing for me has always been uh, watching people be happy at CrossFit. Uh, Watching that reward happen and kind of watching either the light bulb go off of, you know, whether or not they like it or a cue working for them or them liking the programming that day. Anything, any kind of reaction that's positive from a member is something that, like, makes my world go round. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's really what keeps me going on a day-to-day basis as hard as it gets and like yes there are definitely times that I kind of look at it as a at, at a bird's-eye view and I'm like oh my god that's a lot <laughs> yeah but I also love it so much that it doesn't feel uh stressful to me most times
0: it was your dream so it's like exactly. yeah, even though it's a lot it was almost like do you feel like it was an opportunity you couldn't pass up
1: yeah absolutely yeah
0: when did you like plan or think about that you would eventually be a manager because it probably wasn't
1: this soon no it definitely wasn't um honestly in my head I was like you know you'll get there you'll start coaching at a crossfit gym you'll start personal training and then I don't know maybe somebody will consider you in a few years yeah (laughs) you know like realistically I mean that's Usually that's what happens. You have to have, you have to be under an owner for a pretty decent amount of time for them to really trust you and, you know, put their gym into your hands. So what was it about pale horse that drew you to pale horse? I, I can't even tell you. Like, I, I think it was just hearing, um, you know, they have really competitive atmosphere and their programming is pretty hard. And so I was like, all right, like, I guess let's give it a shot then. And I wasn't going there to be sold. I wasn't going there, you know, the first day. And, like, that was it. I took my uh, free week trial just like anybody else. And I thought about it for a while. And I was like, you know, is this, is this really the place? Um, but... I knew that I liked the programming and I knew that I liked the people. Uh, There were a few people off the get-go that I just connected to 100%, which definitely helped. And then um, meeting Cal, who was a sweetheart.
0: Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah.
1: um, You know, that definitely helped in itself. And I actually got, I did get to meet Caleb when I got there. So I knew him before he left uh, for Mexico. I think think he left, I want to say, like a month after I got there. Oh, okay. If I'm right. Yeah. Um, but again, I wasn't anything at that point. I was just a member. And yeah, so I got there and I think after a week I was like, all right, you know what? Let's join this. Also, it's hard to say. I'm not going to lie to you, but I think like the fact that it was Pale Horse and I had been a part of Dark Horse. Yeah, it was I was like, like oh, perfect. It's kind of like perfect. a sign. Yeah. I was like, it's, I, I feel like it's kind of meant to be. And so, yeah, I, I joined.
0: How did you feel So, when you became a coach and then became a manager, like, how did you feel like the members responded to that,
1: knowing that you were
0: not an outsider because you had been a member and a coach, but, like, that it happened so fast? Right.
1: It was a very fast transition, and I think it's the fastest transition that anybody has ever taken uh, at that gym. Um, A lot of what they do is pretty internal, and I think a lot of them are OGs and have been there for a very long time. So, for them to see... I mean, I'm going to call it it is I was an outsider. So for them to see an outsider come in and take on all this responsibility so fast, I think there was a little bit of reluctance. And I think um, it was definitely hard for a lot of people to kind of like accept so fast. I think um, I think also it's hard to say, but I think for a lot of people, it's hard to see a female figure step into a role that big so fast so soon and I wish it wasn't that way yeah definitely shouldn't be but right it's, it is kind of the way that things used to work right um but I think I think you know because this is such a powerful position I think naturally uh that I think that did happen a little bit um but again I wouldn't change it for the world and uh Definitely a big role to step in, but I had so much positive feedback, and I had gained so many friends so soon. Also, on another end of that, that the other part didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I had gained a lot of positivity from people at that gym; that it made it worth it.
0: And then, like all the more reason, you know, if if someone's like, "Oh, I don't think you should be doing this," or like, the, "There's a woman doing that," like. That's even more motivation yeah. to crush it and be like, look yeah. what I can do. Like, let me exactly. prove that I do deserve this. Right. And you obviously deserve it. Thank you. And you're crushing it.
1: And, and it's, you take on a lot. It's a learning experience for sure. Uh, every single day. Um, every single day, you know, you're faced with a new thought or obstacle or something that you have to overcome. And, you know, this open being here now Again, this is only my fourth month managing, and the Open is huge in CrossFit, so that was nerve-wracking. That was another big thing that I was like, how do do we run this? But it's going smoothly, and I think everybody's having a good time.
0: Well, and the workout was like your favorite thing in the world. (laughs) That helped.
1: Yes, (laughs) definitely my favorite. Love wall walks. Everybody loves wall walks. I don't know what there is to hate about them, especially when you're a big girl. Oh,
0: my (laughs) God. At least it was like kind of
1: an easy setup.
0: <laughs> you yeah, we have a lot of wall space and yeah. more, so. We do, we yeah. do.
1: Yeah, are y'all doing like a Friday Night Lights or like yes. something like that? Yeah. So we're doing um, when it gets announced on Thursdays, mm-hmm. we're having this big announcement party, and um, that kicks off, you know, at eight o'clock when they start doing that. And then whoever wants to do the workout Thursday night is more than welcome to if they want to, uh, which we haven't had. We haven't had any takers yet, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I think people are intimidated to be the first one to do it. But uh, then Friday Night Lights kicks off. Uh, We're starting that at 5 every Friday. Oh,
0: okay. So then that's when people are doing it. Yes, that is mostly
1: when people are doing it. And then we also have the opportunity for them to do it, obviously, Saturday and then, you know, till Monday.
0: Okay, yeah. A couple years ago, before you were here... We were finally getting to the point where all the gyms would come together, and on Thursday night, like let's say one time we went to Pale Wars, they would announce yeah. it, and then a person from each gym would do it. Somebody just told it me it was about so that. cool, but yeah, obviously COVID. It sounds, right? Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. It was awesome, um, but then like being that first person, you never really know <laughs> what you're getting into. You don't know what no. you're going for, and then someone yeah. else does it the next day, and you're like, oh, I actually should have done a lot better. Exactly. But it was still really fun and a great way to like
1: to gather the community. Absolutely. That aspect about it, I thought sounded really cool. Um, and I would love it if we could get back there at some point. Yeah, I'm Um, sure we will. But yeah, there's the first time you do it. I don't think anybody ever knows what to expect. You know, I mean, it's like, first of all, there's a lot of pressure because it's this worldwide competition. You're like, I want to rank well. You also don't want to disappoint yourself, you know? Um, but yeah, this workout was not great for me. (laughs) (laughs) What about it? I'm um, just getting myself up there to the wall. When you saw the workout, what did you think? I immediately knew what the problem was going to be. <laughs> I know what the issue is. Uh, cause like I'm efficient in double enders. I was like, that's not going to be the problem. No. Um, you know, because it, if I could do, I can do 20, 200 double enders fresh, but you know, you, I was like, I, I don't remember the last time I've actually done a wall walk. And exactly. I think that was a big issue for a lot of people.
0: Oh, I think everyone was like, "What? Yeah, is
1: this." I think we were all pretty underwhelmed with the announcement.
0: Yeah, yeah. But then, like, when you get into it, I mean, it didn't—it didn't suck like a Fran or like a Thruster Burpee workout. No, it was it, different. It, it was very different. But yes. it was like once you started a wall walk, like no way you're going to break. Yeah. Unless you failed it, but to. To start, like each one to start it, especially in that like round of fifteen, yeah. you're like I don't want to. Yes, I don't want to get back up on
1: this wall. And Honestly, I, after the hundred fifty double unders, I was like, <laughs> I was actually hoping that I didn't make it past the hundred fifty double unders because I was like, I yeah, don't sure. want to get back to the wall.
0: <laughs> if the double unders are now your rest, yeah, that's when you know it's it's exactly. not great. And like we looked at the double unders, like oh, this is a way to rest from the wall walks
1: because your shoulders right. are going to be shot from right. the wall walks and. It wasn't, it was like, it was just all over the place. I think a big thing too, and it's funny because I think this is the first time I actually thought about it, was the fact that you know like your capacity in a lot of movements, right? So mm-hmm. like if you, you know your capacity in handstand pushups, you know your capacity in whatever it is, squats, anything. N- none of us know our capacity in handstand <laughs> and roll walks because we don't do wall walks. So I was kind of like resting like, obviously I don't want to fail one. So how long do I need to rest before? Because I don't really know what this fatigue feels like. You don't know what to push and where to push and how. Exactly. Like, you know, um, we all know. Like, I know I can get 20 handstand push-ups and be able to rest for 30 seconds and get back on the wall. I have no idea, you know, like how long I need to rest for me to actually complete a wall walk. Yeah, exactly. So that was a big deal. Um, well now then, we know, now we know Now we can do so <laughs> many wall walks.
0: And I, part of me, like I saw, I saw the workout, I'm like, this is so stupid. But then no. like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I see why right. they did this because exactly like you said, it's such an unknown and they all, they do always like throwing in something like shirt pants and pushups that one year, pistols last year, whenever that was. Right. But now it's wall walks. It right? was just so underwhelming mm-hmm. before
1: you did it. And then when you're in it, you're like, Oh right. I agree. I think when I heard it, I was my first reaction was this is very stupid. Mm-hmm. But then I did it, and I was like, you know, that was actually a really hard workout. And then I did it again, and mm-hmm. I was like, that was even more tough the second time around mm-hmm. because I knew how to push myself. Yeah, and yeah, I the thing about CrossFit. Is, and I think this is great about it, is the fact that they live up to what they stand for and the fact of being like constantly buried. And they prove that, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think like they do it in every aspect. I think they do it in workouts. I think they do it in the fact that we went from having regionals to having sanctionals to now whatever this is. I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> <it is. laughs> Honestly. semi semifinal, I don't know. Right. And like they're just constantly changing up on us. We never know what to expect.
0: Which is like why. You have to be so physically fit, but also so mentally fit and like right. logistically have everything going for you so that no matter what comes your way, like they've always been like, I want to be able to pull something out of the hopper and you should be able to exceed
1: at it. Because yeah. I'm
0: sure all the elite athletes, like the, the top, the top, were like, what is this? But right, they still had to attack it.
1: Absolutely. I think you have to, like you said, you have to be prepared for the unknown. Um, and I think... You know, I don't have a great following with, like, elite CrossFitters. But the one thing that I'll always say that, like, Matt Frazier did have was the fact that he could keep up with all the changes that CrossFit mm-hmm. put in front of him and training for that, you know, uh, mentally and physically. I believe he did his own programming. Um, but the fact that he was just able to do it five years in a row yeah, consecutively and just say... I can do this with whatever you're throwing at me. I think that's extremely impressive. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean,
0: just like in the games this year, turn around, go back. Exactly. Like that threw off everyone. Absolutely. And when it gets to the point where there's always people that are like Matt and Tia dominating over and over, like you have to start switching it up and you have to start throwing in things that you would never consider. And like the right. – a five k, well, I guess it was a ten k, mm-hmm. right? A ten k trail run. No one would like think of that as CrossFit, right? And I think a lot of a a lot of CrossFit right now is like trying to rebrand, obviously, but to also like prove to people that we're not just three rounds for time. Exactly. Like this is. This spans all fitness and mental and physical. Exactly. And it makes us look at this workout and we're like, what's going on? Right.
1: I mean, do you remember that year? I think it was two years ago at this point. um, The marathon row. Oh, my God. I remember watching that. I remember looking at the announcement and being like, (laughs) if I was at the games that year, Mm -hmm. I'd turn around and fly back home. Like, that is such a grueling workout, both physically and mentally, you know, because it's like... Those people were eating on the rower. Yeah, they were like drinking water. It was yeah. Like, you would pull <laughs> rest, 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 rest. Okay, another yeah. pull. And like also watching their pace. Like it was just like inc- it's so impressive. You know them holding a 155 pace for that marathon. Oh my god! And like it's exactly like it's just like how it's unfathomable.
0: And you have to. You, they trained for that. Like they had to have incorporated some of that in their training. Exactly. So not only are we dealing with the open right now, we're also still kind of dealing with COVID Yeah. and you got to come in and like, fortunately you are in the position to be able to do a lot of things. What are
1: the changes and the things you've updated at the horse? Um, so I mean the biggest thing is the programming change. Um, so I'm doing the programming now and I am following Cal's format, mm-hmm. so he he was able to tell me um, the layout that he basically follows, and it's classic crossfit format, so mm-hmm. it's you know um, you switch off of going from mono structural to weightlifting gymnastics um, all that stuff, and then you're just creating all the combinations, and then there's you know uh, anaerobic to the most aerobic workouts, um, one to four. And then you're just, again, constantly varying that throughout the week. And so that layout's the same, but I'm just adding my own twist to it. So I'm Mm -hmm. creating all the movements and the workouts themselves. And, I mean, I hope everybody likes it. Do you you like doing it? I love. I love programming, yeah. Um, I've never had to do it for a CrossFit gym before, which was, again, another learning experience for me. Mm -hmm. I've only ever programmed before this for you know my personal clients. So going from personal training to the point where you have full control over something and somebody just saying, "Hey, make this workout for me. I don't care what you do. I just want to see goals." You know, um, to going to CrossFit and people being like, "I want to love every single workout." <laughs> Maybe not realistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But that's, you know, you have to appease everybody and you do have to make sure that you're creating these fun workouts for them. Even though, you know, in the back of your head, we should probably do this today, but let's change it up a little bit because they're probably not going to like that. Um, that's definitely a different experience for me.
0: What do you think? Do you think the goals of, so let's say you have a personal training client and a CrossFit, a CrossFitter, how much
1: do their goals differ uh, it's hard to say. So with personal training clients, you know, like I said, they just want to see change. Um, they don't need to have fun all the time. I think when you get a client in just like a regular gym studio, they're just like, I'm here because it's after work and I need to be here to get my Tell work done. to in. do. Yeah, exactly. Tell me what to do. I just want to sweat for an hour. Mm-hmm. That's normally the response that I hear. I want to sweat. I want to get stronger. Just... Yeah, tell me what to do and please push me. That's really it. Um, with CrossFit, I think it's the same as when I was doing it recreationally. It's more like a sport. Mm-hmm. People are doing it because they love it. They're doing it um, for a stress relief. They're doing it, you know, like I said, for a sport. They're doing it um, to be with their friends, to have fun. So it's really like a whole new dynamic that you have to accommodate for. And like I said, they want to have fun every single workout. They want to enjoy the workout every time.
0: We're so needy. So my maintenance. We're I like,
1: I want to enjoy it. I want to get
0: a good workout. I want you to push me. I want to be with my friends. And I also want to get better at X, Y, and Z. Right. Program so for me, Megan. Right. Yeah. Like, oh man, this is a lot to orchestrate. It's exactly.
1: Um, and I think it's harder for that reason, you know, because you do want them to enjoy it. While also wanting them to get better and, you know, achieve their goals. Um, you know, because personal training, you're really just trying to make them achieve their goals. So, different dynamic. Um, but we're learning. Exactly. You know, constant learning experience.
0: Constantly, varied, constantly learning. Exactly. Are there any other changes that you got to make or are in the process of making in terms of, like, running it? So,
1: there are... No huge changes other than, uh, Caleb is in Mexico. Mm -hmm. He's, he's gone. Um, and I think other than programming, we're just experiencing a couple more staff members, a couple more coaches that we're having to, um, you know, accommodate for. And yeah, just, I think COVID has been a huge change for everybody. So trying to get people in the door, um, to pale horse while having COVID go on is definitely hard. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a change I think for everybody lately.
0: Yeah. Just like trying to get back into doing things. I don't even want to say like to resemble normalcy because I don't know if that's a thing, but yeah, just to be like open again. Right. And to not just try not just survive anymore. Exactly. Like now
1: maybe we can thrive again, and hopefully. Hopefully, right. Um but to be honest, I haven't made that many changes because there is definitely a lot that polar people want to stay the same. Hmm. You know. I think a big thing about having a new manager come in was the fear... She's going to change everything. Mm-hmm. The fear of too much changing. And I get that. I do. Um, but I think change is good most of the time. I think, yeah, we're all fearful of it and it's scary. But most of the time, like after it's taken place, you look back on it and you're like, why was I scared of that?
0: Like your whole you last know? year?
1: Right, exactly, exactly. Like, why why was I scared of that? Like, there are good things that came of that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm grateful for it now. But yes, I think that change is happening slowly, for sure, but definitely keeping it minimal because I think a lot of people like how it was being run before. Yeah. Yeah, which is also hard as a manager because I think you see a lot of things that you'd like to change, or that you want to do just a little bit differently. Um, but, hey, maybe you can't because people aren't going to enjoy that so much.
0: Yeah. I think what a lot of people don't realize is they think, oh, you're, you're a gym manager. Like, oh, your life is easy. You, you spend all day in the gym. You get to work out. You're yeah. obviously taking amazing care of yourself. Everybody loves each other. and It's like right. you are doing so much. You're trying to take care of all of your members, like your children. Right. You're... The visionary, like your operations, and you're also trying to like take care of Megan.
1: Right, right. And I think that's a a huge thing. I think I am usually so caught up in trying to keep everybody else happy, and it's it is so hard because it's you have over a hundred children. You oh know gosh. what I mean? And they're grown up, so right? They, think they know what they're doing, <laughs> right? You have all over a hundred children who are all putting their opinion on you saying, Hey, maybe we can do this. Or, you know, what if we did this workout this week? And you know, what if we do this? (sighs) Unsolicited advice and suggestions. Yeah. Right. And you're like, yeah, that
0: sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just change this programming that I made a month ago. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, and that part is hard. And because you do try to take their advice Mm -hmm. because you do want people to be happy, but It's also really hard to step back at the end of the day and like me still feel happy and me still feel well taken care of if I'm just constantly putting forth energy towards them.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you have to fill up your cup first before you pour it out. And it's, it's cool that all of these people are invested enough to be like, I want to make this better. Like I want this place to be a certain way. Whereas like, the comparison, the alternative is that they don't care.
1: It, right. They care. They yep. just care a lot. They care a lot. Yeah, they care an extreme amount. And I think there are a lot you know, of them probably the same way though. You know? <laughs> right. And I think the thing is, I think a lot of them thought too. We have this new person coming in. What if they don't care? You know. What mm-hmm. if they're just going to let this place go? What if the changes they make are going to be completely selfish? And this place is. Going to go downhill I think there was a lot of that concern And honestly I'm the opposite Like I already love this place So much and I already care about a lot of the members A lot so Whenever I hear somebody Be you know remotely unhappy with Something or want to do something I am totally open for it you know like let's Do it let's try it Um, And I'm always looking in the best Interest of them and the gym you know, the last person is myself, and I think a lot of people are starting to see that, or should be seeing that. But, um, yeah, definitely, pale horse always comes first.
0: Do you feel like you almost had to prove that to people?
1: Yeah, sadly,
0: I think that's a part of. I think that's a part of the job. Sometimes, when, especially when like you were a little bit of an outsider, right. and I think if you didn't do that, it would, it wouldn't show that you cared. Like you obviously care so much that you're all like. You almost have to go to Link's and to be like, I promise you guys, I want to keep this place open. I love this place as much as you guys. And I, I think as CrossFitters, like, the way that we view our gym is that it's not just a gym. It right. is not just somewhere that we work out. It's our home. It's our family. It's our community. And- right. And sometimes it makes it really difficult because now things get super personal. Mm-hmm. It's not just a business that you close your computer and then you, you're done. It's right. like you're thinking about it all day long. You're probably in the shower and you're like, oh, I could do this, I could do that. Absolutely.
1: But think, then you have to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. I think, I think no matter who got put into this role was going to be tested a little bit. And I think... Absolutely, because I was an outsider, Mm -hmm. that test was a little bit more extreme. Um, But it wasn't easy. You know, it was, hey, this manager who managed the gym for four to five years is now leaving. Everybody loved him Mm -hmm. so, so, so much. And, hey, we don't know if you're going to fill the shoes, but let's try it. Yeah, like that's a very big position to be put into and like going into it. I was definitely nervous. Um, and then I got more nervous because the pushback that I felt at first, you know, the test was definitely, like I said, a little a little extreme. Um, but then, yeah, I did start to prove to people, hey, I care about this place. I'm not just doing it for myself. Uh, I wouldn't have taken it if this was exactly. just for myself. So... Definitely had a point to prove and am continuously proving my point that I really just want Pale Horse to thrive and people to be happy.
0: I think a lot of that comes from the mental fortitude part of it too, of you... Knowing that it was going to be hard, knowing that it was going to be a challenge. I mean, either way, like if someone was a member there for five years, to take on such a big position is always going to be a change. It's going to be a challenge. But right. you were ready to take on that challenge, and I, I think that says enough.
1: Like, yeah. I think that says a ton. Yeah, I, like I said, I really, I knew I wanted it. Um, I knew I wanted some sort of huge involvement in a gym, and I saw Pale Horse as a great place to do it. So I was ready.
0: So, throughout all of this, how have you made time and prioritized yourself have you been able
1: to I don't <laughs> um yeah I honestly think like I said that's really the last thing unfortunately that comes on my plate and I think because of that uh, definitely feel like a swell of emotions a lot but I think that it that's the price that you have to pay. I don't think you really have a choice. Like when you have this big of a role, I think, like you said, these are pretty much. This is kind of your family. This, these are your children that you have to take care of, and it's a big role. It's a big. Uh, they're big shoes to fill. So you want to make sure that this business, it's, it's a business. Like that's that's huge. You want to make sure that you're not going to let it fail. You're not going to disappoint anybody. Um, You know, people are going to stay. You're going to keep on making it grow. The changes that you make are going to be positive. So, yeah. I think the only thing that I really do for myself to keep myself happy and in check is work out.
0: Well, at least you still have that. (laughs) I mean, that's your thing. Like, if you
1: didn't have that... Yeah. Yeah, but
0: you you have that, though. Yes.
1: And you're starting with Gary soon, you know. Yeah, and like I said before, too, I think... The positive feedback from everybody really keeps me going. Makes it worth it. Yeah. Yes. If you were to look
0: back at March 16th, 2020 at Megan,
1: what would you tell her? Okay. So one year ago today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think... I wouldn't tell her anything. (laughs) You're just like, good luck, you got it. I, because I think I would have handled everything the same, honestly. I think um, I took it on like full force, like full strength the way that I wanted to. I think I have the passion for it. I think the only thing, the only thing that maybe I could have done is had experience in the past of some sort of management role, but
0: you had so much experience that you probably didn't even count as that though. Like, yeah. Living in a gym, having, being on a team, competing, managing your life, coaching, like I guarantee you had all that experience. Yeah. It, you just had to transfer it. And I love that answer because (laughs) you're like, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. Because you, you jumped ship and you crushed it and like you made a huge change just moving here and being like, okay, like I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And then you made another one and it's really cool to see because like you said, you wanted to do this eventually, Mm -hmm. but all of a sudden it was presented to you and you were like, hell yeah, let's go. I'm going to do it. And I think that's very powerful and inspiring and also it's it's very relatable to hear that like, it's still hard. Yeah.
1: You know, like everything is still hard, but like it's worth it. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yeah. All those nice things that you said. Um, but yeah, it's, I, like I said, I don't think I could have done anything differently, to be honest with you. I think, I think it was going to be hard for anybody who stepped into this role. Mm -hmm. And I think I've done the best that I can possible to, uh, do a good job, whether, you know, it's something that people have liked or not liked, I can't control that, unfortunately, but I have done everything that I can. I think that is just self-satisfactory to me.
0: Control what you can control. That's right. That's huge. We tell people that all the time. Yeah. Where can our followers and our listeners find you in Pale Horse?
1: Yeah. So, um, we have an Instagram. Pale Horse does have an Instagram. It's Pale Horse CrossFit. We have a website as well. And um, I am on every social media yeah. as multiple people. So uh, Megan Merlino is my personal page. My personal training page is Legs by Meg. Yes, that's what I was training for <laughs> Legs by Megs. Legs by Megs. I have a Legs by Megs website as oh my well. my gosh. Yeah.
0: How do you manage all these social media accounts? That's a job in itself.
1: Yeah. So I flip them back and forth. I, Yeah, I have three on my thing. Right yeah. Now. But, yeah, so, uh, us say, Megs, you can find all my services online, um, as well. And, yeah, I'm at Hilo. So, find me everywhere. You're everywhere. I love it. <laughs> like, you,
0: you moved to Charleston and then you took the Charleston Fitness by storm. Yeah. And I'm excited to hear where you're at in a year. Yeah, thank so, you so much. Yes, I appreciate of you. Of course. Thank you, Megan. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head on over to Instagram. Find us at Healthy Charleston. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.